Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. It's uh, Greg Harrelson here, and I know it's an early morning, and this is a little bit out of character for us to go live on Real Estate Sales Solutions or even in the Level Up podcast, um, you know, um, on, on an 8.30 a.m. East Coast time. But um, we've got a special guest uh, today that I want to, uh, to to bring to you, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, today is an introduction to our guest, um, but over, o- over time, I'm hoping that he becomes like a, a, a kind of a figure within real estate sales solutions in the area of communication. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I know you see Abe. Uh, Abe's with me. And um, Abe introduced me to our guest, John. And um, and we're going to talk about NLP. But I don't want to get too lost in the acronym of NLP. What we're really going to talk about is communication and the power of communication. And, and I use the word power uh, very um, uh, intentionally because there's power and there's force, right? Where we try to c- use communication in a forceful way to convince people to actually do transactions with us. But I think we're going to talk about communication in a different w- way. Communicating powerfully is where you communicate in a way where people are inspired to do business with us. So listen, that's about all I know about communication. So I'm going to leave it like that. You know, John, can you introduce yourself? And, and then I might say a few things about you too, but uh, just, you know, give us your full name, where, where you are, and just maybe a little bit of a, a snippet of, uh, of what, you've been go- what you've been up to. Sure. Thanks so much, Greg. And thanks, Abe, for having me here. And for all of you joining us so early in the morning, I know it's not your typical time. Appreciate you fitting me in. And I'm, I'm from upstate New York originally, thus the New York background, if you can see that. And I've been in NLP for more than half of my life. And I first got introduced to NLP when I wish I could say it was an upward slope, and but it wasn't it was a downward slope you know that's the two reasons we we make a change in our lives and i fell in love with it and and really what you said greg really drove me home is about communication it's not about uh force but really having that power being inspirational connecting with people finding out what their needs are and that's really some of the things i hope that we can talk about today on the show as well yeah you know um so just real quick 25 years studying and teaching communication known as NLP. Um, for those of you um, uh, uh, that don't know, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, okay? Um, we could go really deep in that, uh, but I don't want to get lost in that. But I just want to remember, just to remind you, um, what I've learned about John is he's pretty much made a lifelong commitment to the mastery of communication, and, and, and that's why we have him on today. So let's, let's just jump into it. <laughs> I think we need to figure out an, an answer for some people, and, and I'd love to hear your answer. What is NLP? That's a great question. Great question. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if we can't answer that, then we, can, we then what else can we do with NLP exactly? Sure. So I think a great place to start is is to kind of demystify what NLP is. And, and NLP has been around in, in connection with real estate. And I think the reason why is because of what you said. It, it goes to the heart of communication. NLP, as you said, stands for neurolinguistic programming. The simplest way that I found to think about it is it's really the language of the mind. 
It's the language of the mind and how we, you know, the word programming came up in the 1970s when it was first being created. And it can have a little bit of reaction as if you say the magic words and you can program your client to do what you want to do. I think that's a little bit of a, a misrepresentation of what it really is. Cause when it's not, that'd be more force. If we think about that power versus force, you know, spectrum to be powerful is to understand how you communicate with yourself how you communicate with other people and and communicate in a way that they can maximally receive it, take the information, integrate it, and then make an informed decision based on what's important to them and their values, which is also something that we explore inside of NLP too, which is a huge part of communication. Got it. Yeah. That, that, that's so, you know, I, I want to speak and communicate as, as practically as we can with our audience. And can you give us some ideas of like, um, how how is that used and like how, how do we use NLP in the real world? Like what does it look like if I'm talking to a, to a, a lead or maybe I'm doing a listening presentation? How do we use it practically? Yeah, let's let's talk about that because I think a lot of when you get into the NLP traditional NLP trainings, it's about how to become a therapist or how to become a coach and and do change techniques. Well, as as agents, we we don't necessarily need to help our clients, you know, resolve biting their nails or overcoming a phobia. Instead, most of the work in NLP in relation to real estate and real estate investing is communication. So I think the three things that we're going to be covering in our language of sales course, which is the core of what NLP is all about, is the mindset piece, like you mentioned, it's language, and then also the sales piece too. So taking both of those and combining them, as I'm sure we all know, and everyone else watching is quite often we know what to do. We know what to do in sales. There's there's plenty of books out there and programs out there and, and, and on this pro, on, in your resource library as well on what to do. The challenge is you give great content, but if our mindset isn't dialed in, that's a problem first and foremost. So we need those techniques. We need the scripts. We need the approaches that are there. And NLP helps us to get aware of what the language is that makes the difference, the difference that makes the difference. But we also need that other piece of the mindset where we shift our relationship to sales not being a four-letter word, you know, and sales is a five-letter word. So we can appreciate that sales really is about service, being powerful. How can I help you? That mindset is much more powerful in today's day and age than doing some type of manipulation or uh, forceful activity, trying to get someone to sign for you versus trying to make sure that you can demonstrate your value in a way that they can understand and speaks to their real goals and needs. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's awesome. You know, I um, sometimes when we're when I'm 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 sharing with people to lead generate, you know, and, and well, let me let me speak to myself first instead of focusing on other people. Myself, when when I was a child, I, I can remember the house that I live in and the table that I sat on or sat at at dinner when actually somebody called our house with a solicitation, and my father got so mad. And he said things like, I can't believe these salespeople, they call me and they're just trying to do this and they're just slimy. And I had this like, I, it was like almost I was programmed that salespeople are bad. Then I get into real estate and I have to lead generate. And then I struggle with this. Well, am I being one of those people that are bad? And, and what ended up happening is I started realizing that, no, that's not really, they weren't really bad. He was just, that's just what he said. 
what what would be bad is if I was coming from the wrong place when when you know from a sales uh, salesperson's uh, you know perspective. So as long as I knew in my heart that I was seeking to serve, not really seeking to sell, then all of a sudden that's what I had to do mentally. Is any of this relative to what you're referring to on a mindset standpoint? 100% agree. If okay. you ask any, especially someone who's newer into sales and really doesn't understand, hasn't made the shift that you mentioned from pushing to being of service, when you say, hey, what are the equivalences? What is sales equals to you? You're going to get a lot of different words. Like you said, slimy, shady, pushy, snake oil salesman, things like that. I've made I've made tons and tons of phone calls myself as well, and we we have to work through like kind of the nerves and things like that. And what does that mean? But how can I make a sales call if I feel that I'm doing something wrong? You know, one of the things that we do is we we beat ourselves up and we feel in incongruent that we're not in alignment with who we really are. I did a, a training recently, and a number of real estate professionals were there, and one person asked a question during the Q and A. And we always like to have Q and A because people have questions; they want to want to apply it. And she said, "Well, when I make sales calls, I I always feel hard. It's hard to do it because I'm, I feel like I'm asking for something." I said, "Well, no, we got to switch that. Let's start with what can you give? Like you're doing a competitive market analysis to help people understand where are they in the marketplace and is now the right time? That's actually a service for them because the average consumer doesn't know what's going on in the marketplace and and what the options are available for them. So how can you add value first, impact, and then invite to be a customer when it when it makes sense? When you have that simple shift, how can I show up? It's so much easier because then you realize there are tons of people out there that need help. Will some people be upset and not need help? Sure, but that's okay. There are hundreds and hundreds of people in any market that really do need help and they need an expert. And that's when you shift that mindset, now you realize people are waiting for your call. We have a responsibility to help them. That's awesome. Abe, any thoughts on that? I mean, that's, you know, Abe, you can relate to this, right? When you first got into the business and, and the fears that you had. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had, I had to go through a lot of struggles um, to just even make the phone calls. So I had the hardest time cracking through my self-limiting belief that I had to be a certain way to be able to make those phone calls. So I had to go through a process to to, to get over that fear because uh, it really was it was it was a, it was a fear of picking up the phone and making phone calls. And and it took about six months uh, of constantly being in action. Uh, but 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 staying on the mindset part of it, John. Uh, Language is so important in LLP, but how does it relate to um, also us understanding the way that we think and why we do the things that we do and why we don't do the things that we do? So NLP also helps you in that format as well, doesn't it, in that aspect? It, it does. When you said you have felt you had to think or be in a certain way that was probably different than who you are now, it's so much easier to pick up the phone when you can just be Abe. It's so much easier we can just be Greg and be yourself because that's what people want to buy and they can smell out inauthenticity for sure. If you're trying to put on your radio voice and hi, this is John Ryan. I no, they're gonna they're gonna click, you know, because it's not coming from a place of integrity. So we gotta first find out how can we let go of any anxiety or stress on that for ourselves. A simple formula to keep in mind that relates to, to real estate, it relates to life is, is one of the themes that we're going to talk about in our program as well. I call it the performance equation. And there's really three things that determine our results. So we want more listings. We want to represent buyers. We want to have more closed sales. Well, those are the results that we want. Well, if I ask what comes right before you get those results, you have to take action, right? So that's the behaviors. That, that's number one. 
Well, what determines our behaviors is how we feel. Are we motivated? Are we fearful? Are we hesitant? Are we procrastinating? So before we have results, we have the feelings. And before we have the feelings, we actually have the thinking. So thoughts plus feeling plus behaving equals our results. So it's a simple model. If you're looking at, okay, am I not getting the results that I want in real estate? Am I not getting results I want in my relationship or my health? Am I doing the behaviors? Do I know what the behaviors are? Yep, I know all the things I need to do, but I'm not doing them. Why? Then it comes down to the two things where NLP comes into play, which is our thinking and our feeling. And there's specific techniques, if, if you want, we can get into them, that help us to shift our thinking, to reframe things, to look at things differently. Going from sales is pushy to sales is service is a different frame of reference. When you fully embody that, you feel different. When you feel different, you behave differently. It's easier to make calls and you're going to get the results as a, as a byproduct of that. Yeah, that's all. And for those of you that are listening live or it's going to catch us on a recording, you know, um, what we're doing today with John is just kind of like opening up the dialogue on communication. And um, and Abe is definitely going to, you know, uh, share some information um about a upcoming course that John is doing. And um, I'm gonna be doing it. Um, uh, some of my agents are gonna be doing it. And, and we wanted to open it up to everybody because we think this is just um, uh, much needed in our in our industry. So, you know, if you're wondering how to get more information, just kind of hold tight. Abe's gonna give you that information before we uh, for, before we get off. So um, I also, John, I wanted, we, we, I spoke and then Abe spoke and mentioned our fears at, at, at early years of lead generation, but this is not all about lead generation, right? This is fears in different areas. Like I would imagine, you know, there's certain mental blocks that we could overcome when when we get a little bit more tense right before we suggest a price to somebody, or if somebody says, "Will you cut your commission?" and then we freak out, right? Is is some of what you're going to be sharing will also help us with that? It, it will, 100%. So there, there are four main themes, and, and they're definitely bigger than the time we have this morning to get into yeah. what those four themes are to help us make that shift and feel more comfortable. And, and of course, on a tangible, let's look at what are some things we can do right now today to help us get over that, is first of all, we have to get out of that level of conscious competence and into a level of mastery. So that means script practice has got to be down. What to say when someone says, will you cut your commission? And if you don't already have two or three responses that can come up in your mind about what to do, you're going to feel nervous. You're going to feel like a deer in the headlights because we haven't done the work yet to prepare to just know how to respond to this particular client based on everything that I know that I picked up throughout the initial conversation that we've had so far. So we want to do the practice. I remember reading and, uh, you know, Will Smith is a little bit more controversial in, in today's pop culture, but I, a while ago, a client recommended I work, uh, read his, his biography called Will. And he said something that was a really cool metaphor. He said, if I'm going to fight Mike Tyson and I have a year to prepare and I get in the ring and I worked as hard as I possibly could and I still get beat, that's awesome. Mike Tyson beat me. That's fair. But if I don't prepare and I slough off and I don't do all the hard work, I'm not spending time in the gym and training and I show up, Mike Tyson didn't beat me, I beat me. 
So the thing we first have to look at ourselves is, are we doing what's necessary to make sure that we're prepared with the knowledge and skills, turning that into ability? Because once we have that, then the emotions come into play because you're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel more comfortable and you know you can handle any objection that comes your way. Because even if it's something you've never heard before, you feel so much more dialed in and in integrity and congruent in who you are then it's okay. You have a picture of what you want to look like and we're just going to navigate until we until we match that picture, which is a, a signed agreement and, and a listing group. Uh, that's awesome. I, I think I just had an aha moment and um, and you may end up answering this and tell me, no, that wasn't an aha moment. You're crazy, Greg. But, um, you know, we're constantly, as I'm, as I'm coaching agents and I'm just observing even the industry in general, um, people are always like, very distracted or attracted to that next script. What's the best script, right? Like there's so many different scripts, script books, like every coach has a different variation of the same, right? But even, but the industry as agents, we're still always like, well, maybe there's a better script. But when I'm training scripts, I think that the, the, the scripts, uh, script mastery is, um, is, is, is there's three components to script mastery. And that is memorization, internalization, and personalization. And I think as an industry, what we're told to do is we're told to memorize, 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 and go out and do it. And then the agents are thinking, well, that doesn't sound like me. That's robotic. That's canned. But for some reason, I, I'm, 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 I think I'm starting to get a, there's a deeper understanding that, that, that I think that you can share with us. And that is, the internalization and personalization, though I think it's important, I didn't realize it's as important as it really is. Um, but what are your thoughts on those three phases? The you know the agent that memorizes but doesn't internalize or personalize. Any thoughts on that? I 100% agree. It's actually part of the the program that we put together is memorization, oh, internalization, and customization, and personalization. Because you you have to be responsive. So what happens, it's kind of like in, in music. And I don't know if either of you are, are musicians, um, but I play guitar for over 30 years and bands and different things and orchestras. And when you learn the rules of music, you learn them because if you follow the rules, like you'll, you'll, it'll sound pretty good, right? But once you learn the rules, then you, then you have permission to break the rules. And you know what to say and when to say it because you know you've tried that. There's a, there's a funny metaphor in, in music. There's only 12 notes. And if you hit the wrong note, you're only one note away from the right one. So it doesn't even matter sometimes if we say the scripts right. In fact, it can often be better if we don't say them right because we're coming across as organic and real. I'd rather flub up a good script and be authentic than say a script perfectly and come across like I'm canned and rehearsed. So the memorization phase, I agree, it can sound a little bit robotic. People sometimes, you probably encounter this, Greg and A, both of you, that sometimes they resist scripts. They're like, well, I don't want to say script. I don't want to sound like everyone else, things like that. But they're just there as that crutch to help you internalize the concepts once you get the concept, the whole point is you have the picture in your head that you're trying to communicate and put the picture into the other person's head. And however it comes out is the best way at that moment in time that you could based on your intention. So it I, frees I, I, us I, up from having to say it right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I love how you phrase that. Uh, I never heard it said that way. So you, you, you learn the rules, you master the rules, and then you have permission to break the rules. Like you look at anybody that's that's great out there, whether Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Steph Curry, 
Steph Curry wasn't a three-year-old kid taking 40-foot jumpers, right? He, he's taken thousands and thousands and thousands of free throws, right? He mastered the jump shot. He mastered the, 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 the form. And then from there, then now all of a sudden he became a phenom and taken, you know, 30, 35-foot uh, three-pointers. So that's 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 a cool way of stating that, John. Yeah, I never looked at it. Okay, to, to break the rules, you got to first learn them and master them. Yeah, you do, because because if you if you ever see a kid like play a piano, there's no rules, there's no internalization. After they take lessons and they start writing songs, then they're trying new things. Now you you resemble it because oh, now this person clearly knows the rules and they know when to break them. Steph Curry, same thing. They had to practice, put in the time to internalize, and then they can customize. And we look at them like, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, that's solid. I'm, I'm so glad that that came up in, in the conversation because some of our audience, a lot of our audiences heard me give my version of it. But um, I, I, I really like your version way better. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it's fantastic. Um, you know, so so resistance. I, I want to kind of go to we didn't I don't think we used the word resistance. Maybe we did. Um, but when we're coaching agents and, and again, I'll, I'll put the, the, the shine the light on myself, you know, sometimes, you know, I want to grow our business or an agent wants to grow their business and they know how they have the want. They, I don't, I, I will say they have a desire, or at least they articulate the want. They know how, but they're not taking action. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> so in this case, it's it's resistant, not in the prospect, but in the agent themselves and doing the things that they actually know. I love that. Um, yes. So I think of, we could arguably say that, you know, there's many things that we have to do as, as realtors and realtors have to do to be successful. Uh, one is you have to know your product, right? You have to know the laws. You have to know the rules, regulations, how to write a contract, all that kind of stuff. That's part of the product that we offer and the knowledge, skills, and abilities that we offer. You have to know the market. That's part of it. You also know how to communicate and do the sales process. So let's say that we have all of those at 100%. You know everything about the laws. You know everything about the market. And you're really, really competent as a sales professional and a service professional in that regard. And if we're not doing it, and you, and you say arguably that they're actually motivated. They say the words they say are, I want to be successful. I want to make phone calls. Well, the first thing from a language perspective a want is is a future-based description, right? So I don't have, I want. A want is in the future. It's If you imagine you talk to someone and they want to get on a health plan and they say, you know, I want to get healthy. I want to start working out tomorrow. Tomorrow energy is a future energy that never shows up. It's always a road of shoulda, coulda, woulda, someday, some way. Instead, we want to bring that into a now. First thing is bring it into a present tense language perspective because the unconscious mind only knows right now. Tomorrow will never arrive. I know tomorrow will be today, et cetera. But, but really, linguistically, I am doing this today. There's only today. There's no starting tomorrow. So the want implies not having in a future base versus in the now. I am in the process. I am doing this today. Yeah, that's great. First shift on the language. Yeah. Yeah. So, so shift on the language. So we, we not only is there an opportunity to shift um, the way we communicate with the consumer to get uh, uh, optimal results, but it's a lot of it has to do with sh uh, shifting the communication that we're having with ourselves. 
right? That 100%. in between the two ears, right? Right here. Exactly. And so the other thing with the resistance, so, you know, you hear a client says, you know, I'm just not ready. Okay. I'm not ready. They're implying it yet. That's a future based, right? Or we've already tried to put on the market before here. Now that's a past based. So there's lots of language cues that help us understand where the client is coming from. One principle that we want to have from a mindset perspective that, that is a core part of NLP is that there are no such things as resistant clients. There are no resistant clients don't exist. There's only a lack of rapport and ineffective communication. Now, this seems a little harsh because <laughs> I can agree. I have encountered people who are quote unquote resistant, but if I say that person is resistant or they're, and I start externalizing the responsibility, I'm disempowering myself yes. and not doing everything I can to serve this client. Is it, does it mean everyone's going to become a client? No, the hundred percent. It means we're probably not asking enough people. That is probably true. So, but if I believe that there are resistant clients out there, I'm going to start creating that. I'm going to start finding that. Instead, it's not them. It's me. I got to find a way to connect, create rapport with this particular person, find out what their needs are and establish that no like, and trust factor. Cause it's not their problem. It's my inability to communicate that really held us back in this deal. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Abe, were you going to say something? Yeah. I mean, so it's always about accepting responsibility. And, and with that, you have the power. So, so when, when agents out there are saying, well, how do I create more urgency? How do I get this client to do something? How do I, it's almost, it's, it's, it's pushing, it's back to power versus force. It's really force. Um, so what, what, what do you, what do you tell an agent? Um, I mean, on a basic level, obviously we don't have a lot, a lot of time to dive too much into, it, but if an agent talks about, well, how can I create more urgency? Um, how do I get them to act now? So with, there, we have to get a little bit more context. Like what is, I'd want to know, like, what is the prospective client's situation? Like, is there a legit, like, like they want to sell a year from now. Like they have, they're going to stick around for a year and they want to sell a year from now. And you're like, I want to get them to sign now. Well, then we can start framing things. Listen, Hey, I know you want to sell in a year, but here's how long the market is taking. And maybe what is your real concern about that? Why not sell it now? Be free of it so you can go move to the next city and we don't have to worry about it a year from now. Plus the market's hot. We don't know what's going to go. The trend, like there's a lot of factors we can look at to create meaning uh, or that helps guide that. So I would ask questions. When you think about what real persuasion is, it's not really telling because telling is telling, selling is asking questions, telling stories, giving metaphors, helping people understand the, the reality. When someone is blocked in and they see something that, that we're not in alignment with, they're ignoring something or we're ignoring something. So what is the reality that they're ignoring that if they were to pay attention to this reality might change their perspective on what to do in the moment? That is, that's good. So I want to just make sure again, before I forget, we are, um, John is actually doing an eight week course. And I know, John, I believe I was looking at, uh, looking at a list of the chapters because I was just, you know, or the sessions. I know you're going to be talking about the foundations of NLP, mastering the mindset, creating connection. Mm -hmm. I love that one. The language, just, you know, just language in general. And then I guess advanced languages, you know, advanced language strategies, the course is going to consist of a five-step sales process um, and closing. And then one thing that a lot of agents are really concerned about right now, and they're confused because the, the market is handling objections. So, you know, for those of you that like this, uh, you know, this conversation, I just welcome you to join us 
um, and myself, as well as my agents and other people within the, the uh, our, our real estate community, in learning a little bit more or a lot more about communication. Abe, can you give us the um, what, what's the 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 I guess the the date and the time? Do you have all that? I, I do, I do. So the uh, the course is called the Language of Sales. Obviously, on on a screen using NLP to communicate, connect, and close more deals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a live uh, call call for eight straight weeks. And it starts April um, 18th. So it's every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and what John's going to do is going to take you through 45 minutes to an hour of, of, of a presentation and then opening up for a Q&A um, after that. So it'll be eight weeks of live uh, coaching. Yeah, and you're um, going to have a link. Uh, I think you'll provide a link. And- yeah, I'm going to put that up right now. So so also right now, the, the course is $399, which is an unbelievable price for an eight-week live coaching cor- uh, course. Uh, but with use the promo code anchor and you'll get a hundred dollars off right now. We're doing this, I think for the next uh, four or five days. And then after that, it'll go to full price. But if you go to nlpcloser.com, you can just register there. Um, it takes seconds to register and then you're, you'll be in the program and then uh, we'll send you some information about it. And then come April 18th, just join us live. Now these calls will also be recorded. So if something were to happen, you've got to list an appointment or, or showing some property or whatever and can't get to the call uh, to see it live, you'll have access to watch it on a, on a replay. And once you're in the program and have access to the library, you can watch it forever as many times as you want. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say this. To, uh, you know, I don't close your ears, John, but I when the last time I took um, NLP courses, I, I took it was a six month course. And I, I took it, I know two times, maybe three times, and I paid a thousand dollars a month. So it's like, wait here, you know, you know, at three ninety nine, and with that promo code for anybody that really is committed to up in their game, uh, in in the area of real estate, then you need to do it. And I and I thought of something. I, I remember somebody using this, telling this story, and it, the story's probably not true, um, but it it surely means something to me. And that is, you know, there's these two lumberjacks are competing for how quickly they can chop down a tree. Right. There's a competition and you got one person that's out there, this big guy. And you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this man. Big, burly strength. You could just see the determination in in his face. And then you got somebody else that's not quite as big, doesn't even look like they belong in a lumberjack competition. But they're going to he's going to give it a go. And they're both trying to chop this tree down. And they, they, you know, the, 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 the whistle goes off or the bell goes off. They start chopping and that big burly man just starts wailing on that tree nonstop energy forever. And then you've got that other person that doesn't really look like they should be doing this. He's hitting the tree and then he's taking a little break and then he's hitting the tree and then he's taking a little break. And all of a sudden that one, that tree of that person that doesn't look like they should be in the competition, that tree falls first. And here's what's key. That lumberjack was taking a few swings, taking a break, sharpening his axe, hitting that tree again. And because his axe was sharp, was taking massive chunks out of that tree. He was taking a break, sharpening an axe, and he'd get up and hit that tree again, take massive uh, chunks out of that tree. His tree fell first. John, what I think about you is you are the tool that helps us sharpen our axe. Hmm. And so for those of you that are listening, we if we take some time to sharpen our axe, learn how to communicate at a, at a much higher level, 
I think we're going to see quantum leaps within our business. John, any final thought that you might uh, have for us? I sure do appreciate the, the um, I, I'm sitting here, you know, supposed to be kind of like moderating this, but I find myself as a participant more than anything else. So that, that tells me that, that, that your content is just fantastic. But any last words before we, uh, we log off? Uh, first, just just thank you all for uh, inviting me to be a part of this and, and doing the special program together with the language of sales. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to yeah. do it. Uh, I'll share mostly working with my clients one on one is that the mindset is the key. The mindset and language together, because if you know what to say, but don't feel you can say it, once you make that shift, the world changes around you. It just becomes easier, more enjoyable, and you get to help a lot more people and have a lot more success along the way. So looking forward to helping. And thank you for that metaphor of help. Whatever the grindstone is, I'm happy to be that. If that's the name, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, right now, until we have a better name, that's it right now. Okay, all right. Yeah. Abe, uh, any last thoughts before we Yeah, ab absolutely. And so I think whoever's out there watching this, I, it doesn't matter what level of production you, you, you're in, no matter how much experience you have in sales or in, in real estate, this course is going to help everybody i'm taking it myself there's no question about it um i do want to add one more thing as well um because i've had some some brokers and team leaders reach out to me so if you're if you're a broker owner of a company and you want your whole company to be able to take part of this we do offer a, a a company discount or a team discount so reach out to me um you can message me uh I'll catch me on facebook send me a message would love to talk to you about a team discount or, or a broker discount if you want to get your whole company involved in this this is something that can really elevate your entire sales team yeah yeah and the timing's right you know there's a lot of uh confusion as to where we're heading from a, a market standpoint and who knows where we're heading but uh i can tell you one thing communication will is um is what will help us survive in any market conditions well john thank you i'm excited about uh the the course i know abe is and i'm sure our audience is also so thank you so much and uh we will we will connect really soon Thank you both and thank you. Thank all. you, John. Thanks, Bye -bye. Greg. Yep, you're welcome.